0: All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free our numbers, 800 941 Sean, If you want to be a part of the program, Title 42 up, gone, finished and the board o- open border Biden disaster continues by the end of three years. We're going to have I'm, I'm guessing here it's well over six million, six and a half million more likely the number of illegal immigrants that have entered this country illegally since Joe became uh, president. Uh, it's just a, a remarkable to me and the chaos at the border and what's happening now with states. Now we have videos, by the way, the the Biden phones apparently are back. Did you see those videos on social media, Linda? I sure did. Uh, yeah. And then free transportation. And then then they have the audacity to think we're that stupid and tell us again and again and again and again that the border is secure. The border is not secure. You know, I've known this for years. The only period of time we had security at the border or some security or a lot more than we do now was when Trump was president and we had the stay in Mexico policy. They started building the border wall uh, and they enforced the laws of the land. I mean, stay in Mexico, even even, you know, Biden admitting that, oh, it's going to be chaotic for the next number of weeks or months at the border because of Title 42. Now, we did have a judge rule on this issue uh, last night, which is not bad news. Finally, yeah, you get some judge that's uh, on, on point. By the way, Hakeem Jeffries is claiming the border crisis is fictional. It's not fictional. It's very real. Anyway, a federal judge did block the Biden administration from releasing migrants without court dates as Title 42 has expired. Uh, federal agents placed on standby in case of riots. I mean, that's it's so chaotic down there. It's it's insane. It's unbelievable. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Then we have the debt ceiling uh, meeting with Biden canceled today. I guess Joey was probably tired. They're blaming Mitch McConnell for the cancellation. Mitch McConnell didn't need to be there. This is a conversation even Mitch McConnell has said that's got to take place between the House and. Uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, and Joe Biden because those two are the ones that are going to make the deal. We now have 44 U.S. senators. 43 have signed on to it. And Senator Kennedy told me on my show that he didn't sign it, but he agrees with it, that they're going to go along and support the House bill. Now we have, what, 19 days left based on my count, according to Janet Yellen's deadline of June 1st, where we're going to hit the debt ceiling. All right. So what's going to happen then? All right, we're going to default as a country, and Biden is now drawing red lines in the sand, saying the Inflation Reduction Act is not going to be changed in any way, shape, matter, or form. And then Biden's White House saying that these these study groups have been, they've been making great progress. I doubt it. Kevin McCarthy uh, is saying no, they're not making any progress. And here's the problem: by Joe Biden waiting 97 days, well. For anything to really happen, Republicans raised the debt ceiling. They raised the debt ceiling, but they put fiscal restraints so that we could start paying down our debt and reducing our deficits. And so they said, all right, we're going to go back to 2022 spending levels. That is not onerous. That is not difficult. Uh, You still had COVID money being spent at that time. We'll go back to 2022 spending limits. Uh, We'll reduce the rate of growth of government to a maximum of 1%. In other words, they're not cutting anything, but they're not going to let government grow out of control. Uh, We know that they put in other measures that would help the economy involving domestic energy production, et cetera, smart, common sense stuff. And lastly, it's been scored by the congressional budget office that it will save $4.8 trillion over a 10 year period. And, They're only getting a one-year increase in the debt ceiling. But how they expect, what the White House is expecting here. Now, Chuck Schumer, if he can't get cloture, and you have 44 senators committed to staying with the House bill, so that means Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden have to work out a deal. Now, Kevin McCarthy has a small majority in the House. For Kevin McCarthy to sit down with Joe Biden, I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to have any authority to negotiate away what is a fiscally responsible bill that raises the debt ceiling that they've already passed. They've already done their job. Senator Schumer's not, they may put a bill on the Senate floor, but it's not going anywhere. I think even Joe Manchin is going to probably lean with the Republicans because he is for fiscal restraint. So now you're at a point where they can't pass anything in the Senate. The House bill is already passed. If Joe Joe Biden requests, that Kevin McCarthy go back to his 222 members and uh, ask them to change this, that, or the other. What are the odds he's going to get a majority of them to support it? I would say it's rather slim. So Joe's choice, it seems to me, is now coming down to to two things. One is default, which has never happened in history. uh, Or two, go along with the fiscally responsible House bill. And next time, maybe don't bet against Republicans uh, uniting around a fiscal uh, responsibility bill uh, that raises the debt ceiling. Because I told you from the very beginning, when this was starting, at the beginning of this year, that Democrats were going to gamble and going to bet that the Republicans would not unite. They wouldn't get enough votes to pass a bill that would raise the debt ceiling with the, the same measures that everybody could agree on. I mean, you've got the Tuesday group, you got the study group, you got the Freedom Caucus group, you got the more moderate group, you got the this group, the Saturday group, Sunday group, Monday group, Tuesday group. It's insane, but they were able to pull it off by doing their job. It was a heavy lift, just like they just passed a border bill, another heavy lift. Chip Roy uh, texted me, said, "You have no idea how hard this was to get across the finish line." Uh, Chip Roy has emerged as a really strong leader in the House. Uh, Byron Donalds has as well Uh, he's going to join us in the next hour of Florida he's doing a great job Chip Royce from Texas and they also passed a bill that says that Congress they can't be selling their stocks when they have we know they have insider information in other words the stop Nancy Pelosi family bill because that's what they've been doing uh the amount of chatter that is still ongoing regarding Donald Trump's appearance on fake news CNN the other night is is You know, a lot of it is now making me laugh. They invited Donald J. Trump to do a town hall. Donald J. Trump showed up. Now, they are the ones that kept bringing up all the old issues. As far as I'm concerned, the issues of January 6th, the election of 2020, although we've got to learn the lessons of 2020, there are a lot of lessons to learn. You know, uh, you can't, if you have laws, where partisan observers get to watch the vote count. I think you got to abide by those laws. And a lot of states did not make accommodations because of the pandemic that that happened. That was widespread in the country. Um, I think every state should have, for example, voter ID, signature verification, chain of custody commands, updated voter rolls. Um, I think partisan observers watching every vote. I prefer paper ballots, whatever. You know, we we didn't really do the deeper dive on January 6th. Now, they did the beat-up Donald Trump part that he spoke at the rally, held the rally. They never talked about the many of you will peacefully, patriotically march to the Capitol so your voices will be heard part. Uh, Nor did they get into the truth, which was that you have one, two, three, four people in a meeting in the days before January 6th saying that Donald Trump brought up bringing up the National Guard And that responsibility was Nancy Pelosi's. We interviewed the Capitol Police chief. January 6th uh, committee ignored this guy. And he requested not only on January 6th, but on the days leading up to it, uh, National Guard help. Um, And then, of course, even NBC and Lester Holt reporting that there was actionable intelligence that they had in the days leading up to January 6th. And they failed to act on it. That's a big part of the story that the January 6th committee really didn't want you to know about. But with that said, January 6th and the 2020 election are in the rearview mirror. I think we have litigated these issues to death. And then when CNN says, oh, well, he's not talking about the future, well, then ask him questions about the future. Ask him questions about what he will do with the border. Ask him questions about, you know, how do we reduce the price of energy? Ask him if he wants to ban gas stoves and and air conditioners and dishwashers like the Democrats do. Ask them what energy dominance means. How do you get to energy dominance? What what does all that mean? How would you deal with the Chinese spy balloon? How would you deal with Vladimir Putin and Russia taking out a drone? How would you deal with chaos at the border? How would you refund the police? How do you convince states to get rid of these insane no-bail laws? I mean... If you if you want to run a town hall and elections really are about the future, then you got to talk about the present day problems and what you would do to solve them. And then let the audience decide uh, the town hall participants decide, you know, whether or not they like the answers of of one candidate or another candidate and who they prefer. It's really that simple. But if you want to go back into the old good old days, it's you know, you're going to get what happened. And then the overreaction is ridiculous. There's some, you know this guy, Scott Galloway? I've never heard of him. Former CNN. He yeah, but- was on Media Eye, Former CNN Plus host. How long did CNN Plus last? A week? It was like on the air for a day. No, It's on the air for a day. Okay. He, and he p- apparently hosts a podcast. I don't know anything about the guy. I have nothing against the guy. The headline is Scott Galloway says he got PTSD from watching Trump's CNN town hall. Well, if you if you can't handle watching a town hall, if it Im- impacts you that much, it's not like you're drafted into watching fake news CNN. Now, Anderson Cooper's getting the crap kicked out of him, uh, and and being called a disgrace because he defended himself and his network, and then did an anti-Trump rant, and then concluded with viewers have the right to never watch CNN again. Well. There's not many watching in the first place. I don't know what to say to that. Um, But this is where people's heads are at. They they really are stuck on this issue, and they can't seem to get out of it. Now, here's the sad part of it. You know, that's the same network like MSDNC, another network, like all the three broadcast networks that lied to your teeth about Trump-Russia collusion that never happened. And they did it for three long years. They're the ones that were cheerleading not one impeachment but two impeachments. They're the ones that couldn't get enough of the January 6th hearings, but they didn't do anything as it related to the actionable intelligence that people had or the guard issue or Nancy Pelosi's responsibility. Or did they bother to interview the Capitol Police chief? He actually wrote a book about this. We had him on and and he gave us details nobody had heard before. Uh, And it's that, but this is where they want to go. They didn't even cover the story this week at James Comer's press conference. You know, laying out all the LLCs that the Biden family was using to take in money from Romania and and China. And and those are only two of what he's saying are many, many countries. And just the beginning, this is a preliminary interim report. And just the beginning of their investigation, they totally ignored that because they were too busy wanting to cover uh, an unknown new freshman senator. I'm sorry, congressman by the name of George Santos. Lucky me. I happen to live in his district and uh, go after him because he was indicted in four months. How did they indict him in four months, yet they've had Hunter's laptop since December of 2019? Is anyone going to answer that question? I doubt it with a straight face anyway. Anyway, it's Friday, 800-941-SHAWN, our number if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Look, remember the uh, last time you got a quote-unquote free phone from one of the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile? You know, you started out, oh, I'm getting a free phone. Uh, Did you look at your hefty activation fee for that free phone? Did you look at the four-line requirement on that free phone? Uh, Did you look at the binding contract that you had to sign to get that free phone? Don't fall for those tricks. Our friends at Pure Talk, they use the same cell towers, the same great 5G network as all the big carriers, the average family saving for the exact same service, about $1,000 a year. Now, they will offer you a free 5G Samsung uh, Galaxy phone, Without the feeling that you've been duped, all you have to do is sign up for Pure Talk's Unlimited Talk, Unlimited Text, Unlimited Data Plan uh, with Mobile Hotspot for just 50 bucks a month. That's it. And you'll also get your 5G Samsung Galaxy phone for free. So you get unlimited everything at a fraction of what you'd pay at AT AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. You know what? That's why Pure Talk has been a stampede away from the big carriers. You're getting the same cell towers, the same 5G network, and saving a fortune. Anyway, uh, to make the switch, it takes minutes. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. You'll also get your free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Pound 250, keyword, save now from our friends at Pure Talk.